Good morning and welcome back to Margin. This morning, we're going to talk about how to manage your finances in your 20s. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So we're going to take the next five episodes to go through five specific benchmarks to manage your personal finances in your 20s. Now, you may not be in your 20s, but this is an opportunity for you to make sure that you've actually hit these benchmarks yourself. And if you have, feel free to share this with someone. Share this episode, share these episodes with someone who may be able to benefit from this content because this is a perfect opportunity for you to have a reset, for you to have an opportunity to be able to look at the aspects of your finances that you need to shore up. So if you've been following my content for very long, you probably know that I am pro-education. More clearly and more specifically, I'm pro the right education. Now, needless to say, there's a lot of bad information out there. There's a lot of bad advice out there. Whether it's misinformation or it's misapplied information or it's simply just bad information, people can unknowingly build their lives on strategies that may not actually work for their specific situation. Although personal finance is, well, personal to you in particular, I believe that there are simple benchmarks to follow in order to set yourself up for financial success. So I know that there's a lot of advice out there from influencers who use their platform to speak on topics that they may have an opinion on, but not necessarily be qualified to speak to. Unfortunately, though, these self-acclaimed subject matter experts end up leading people down paths that they have no business being on. And oftentimes, you know, people who assist people with getting their finances in order, like myself, end up dealing with the ramifications of this. So all this to say, my focus is to help you build margin into your personal finances, which requires that people make a shift in their mindset in order to approach each aspect of their personal finances appropriately. And so this is not to you know bash content creators for their uh, creative outlet. It's really to, to just bring an awareness that you need to actually do your research. Now, I have a lot of experience with both corporate and personal finance, but don't just take in the information that you hear on this platform or anywhere else, but utilize wisdom in order to filter the good from the not so good. Uh, part of being successful in your personal finances comes down to you building systems that work specifically for you, systems that will filter out information that you could uh, have used in order to wreak havoc on your own personal finances. So this will prevent you from just following current trends on handling your finances in a way that may be counterproductive to your goals and instead applying an evergreen financial approach to your personal finances and then building from there. So that all said, 
I believe you should be a lifetime learner so that you are better equipped to decipher not only between what's inherently bad advice and what's good advice, but also between what what is technically good advice and the best advice for you when it comes to your personal finances. You're in your 20s and you're trying to educate yourself on the topic of personal finance, a topic that seems like everyone has a strong opinion on. Where do you even start? From a standpoint of figuring out where to start, you first want to look at knowledge from a standpoint of where you're getting your knowledge from, where you're getting your basis of knowledge from, and being able to look at applied knowledge, looking at experience and resulting intentionality around decision-making, otherwise known as wisdom. So actually taking information and applying wisdom to that, and then figuring out, okay, this occurs over time. You take information and you actually critically think in order to form your opinion over time. Now, I believe that your chronological age is not necessarily correlated to your maturity. Now, this is also true with your personal finances, as I know some 20-year-olds who are in better financial positions and are better with their money than people twice their age. So, for example, there's a guy by the name of Lucas uh, that I mentor. Uh, He's 20 years old at this point and in college. uh, He's working at a trades job, so he is uh, in a electrical field. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, he works for a local government contractor while he finishes school. Uh, he has his truck paid off and has paid his way through school so that he does not carry either an auto loan or student loan debt. Now he has a goal to save $20,000 this year alone in order to boost his savings to $50,000 by the end of the year. He told me, recently that he's planning to pay cash for a house in the next three to five years uh, that he can then house hack. Now, if you're not familiar with what house hacking is, uh, it basically is a method that people use to buy a property and find ways to cut the costs associated to living in that property. So most commonly, typically people uh, I see, you know, utilize the additional bedrooms in their home in order to rent them out on Airbnb or just do a long-term rental on. Uh, This typically covers the majority, if not all of their mortgage, their taxes, their utilities and upkeep otherwise. And as a result, it helps establish basically a financial basis for that individual. So as I've helped him build a budget to operate off of, my first recommendation to him was to build a good defense. Now we've talked a lot about defense before, but the same advice applies here. This ensures that you are living within your means, that you're able to save, that you first start with an emergency fund of $250 and then you progressively work up to six months of living expenses. Now you could use something as simple as the 80-20 rule that we went over previously, which looks at saving about 20% to pay yourself first that would then go towards your emergency fund. Then the rest of it you spend on lifestyle accordingly, but it makes sure that you bake in uh, savings. Now, there are many different ways to approach the loathed word of budget and the budget process, 
but at least starting with living within your means and saving 20% of your income will be a great start. Now, oftentimes I hear people talk about how that saved money is so difficult to not spend on wants. So once they have an emergency fund and maybe they didn't experience an emergency over that time, it's hard for them not to want to spend that money. So for example, you know, Lucas and I were talking about his desire to want to, to upgrade his truck. His truck's pretty old at this point. And he wants to buy a new version of the Tacoma that he owns next year. Now, this would completely hijack his housing plan, of course, and and would would put him back to, you know, back to where he would have to save for multiple years in order to get back to the same place. But what I encourage him to do is to delay that gratification so that he can get that uh, core component built in for his financial plan. So much like my advice to him, know what you are actually saving for and how much you're actually saving so that you know what your trajectory looks like, how long you're going to have to save for, and so that you're not tempted to spend on things that may derail your financial plan. But the important part here is for you to really apply this benchmark. So my call to action today comes down to applying benchmark number one, living within your means, setting up a plan to spend, saving a set amount out of that plan to spend in order to have an emergency fund, then being able to save beyond that emergency fund for what it is that you want to save up for. You may be like Lucas and want to save up for a down payment for a house or to pay for a house in full, but knowing what you're aiming at is half the battle. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day and we'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow visitmillennialmargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.